0: So, if you guys know me, I always like to begin with prayer, so let's pray, and then we'll get into it. Thank you, Jesus, for today, Father. We thank you that this is a day for fathers all around the world, Lord. We thank you for their lives. We thank you for their unique mission that you have them on, Lord. We pray, Father, that you would allow me to be humbled before you, Lord, and that you would be glorified through this message. I pray, Father, that the hearts and the minds and the souls of the people today would be open to learn and to listen, Father. We thank you, Father, that you are constantly working on our side and that you have a great day for us today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you don't know me, I'm Aiden Handel, Um, I am Mexican and Jewish, and my running joke is that that means I have a double blessing, because, um, you know, chosen people and then Mexicans know how to make food too, so. (laughs) Um, On top of that, I, sorry, this mic is really weird. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Hello hello. Yeah way better. Thank you (laughs) Um, So if you don't know me, I came from San Bernardino, which is a small town in California Uh, People like to call it San ghetto because it's a little ghetto, but it's okay Um, I am married to my beautiful wife Savannah Handel and she is from the Bronx and so together we came to Montana. And so it's a weird story, but it happened. Um, I'm just so grateful that you guys are here today. This is the kind of church that I grew up in. And so every time I come here, it really just feels like I'm home. It feels like I'm with family. Um, So I just want to thank you for that. And so today's message is called The Son's Perspective. The Son's Perspective. And so I'm not a father, um, and so you might be asking, "Well, why is this kid preaching on Father's Day?" Uh, Well, I'm a son, and so I have a a specific, unique perspective on my father because I was a son. And so I think many of us, whether we're sons or daughters, we have a unique perspective of a father. And so through this message, the the purpose of it is that I want you to come to know the perfect heavenly father from the perspective of a son or daughter. So if you're a son or daughter, you have a father in heaven that loves you, that cares for you, that is for you and not against you. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. So our our research on fathers shows that a father plays a crucial role in the children's emotional, social, physical, and brain development. The type of father you are when they're little will influence them right through to their adult life. Children need close, stable relationships with both parents. And that's a research that's just from worldly research. It's not Christian in any way, but fathers have a specific role that it's important in children's development. And so you're probably asking yourself, well, what if I didn't have a father, and what if I didn't have a good father? And that's the reality of this world, is that there's many people that are fatherless. And I want to tell you that you do have a father. You have a heavenly father, a father that loves you, that is perfect in all his ways. And you know what's interesting is I, I was going through this class called Sozo, and what it is is it's kind of this deliverance class where it's, it's trying to help people heal from their spiritual, physical scars and so one of the main things in that teaching in that class is that many times we could take the negative aspects of our earthly father and apply it to our heavenly one and so what that means essentially is that if you feel like your father abandoned you if you feel like your father is always angry at you if you feel like your father is judgmental towards you then many times you will believe that the father in heaven is the same way but he's not and that's what I want to teach you today is that many times we could apply the earthly things of our Father to our Heavenly One, when many times it's not anything close to what our Heavenly Father's like. And so, for example, my. My father growing up, he was a really good father, but there was times where he brought his job home and he was really angry and he he would yell sometimes. And so many times when I'm with the Heavenly Father, I feel as though he could be angry at me if I'm not doing something perfect. And so many people do the same thing. They apply what happens with their earthly father to their Heavenly Father and it ruins the relationship. Why? Because the father doesn't have those negative aspects that our earthly father sometimes does. And so the scripture that I'm going to be going to today is Psalms 145.8. And it says, the Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. And so the reason why I specifically po- picked this scripture is because it has four aspects of the father. And these four aspects of the Father are four things that I believe help in child development, in your guys's development spiritually. Why? Because the Lord is compassionate, the Lord is merciful, slow to anger, and he's, He has unfailing love for you. Those are four components, four ingredients that helps a children uh, be strong, to grow healthy, So the first point today is the Father is merciful. The Father is merciful. The definition of mercy in Hebrew is Elios. Elios. Can you guys say that? Elios. Elios. And what that means is mercy, compassion, and pity. And usually when you hear the word pity, uh, it's usually a bad thing. But in Hebrew um, definition, the word pity is actually a compassionate understanding um, and many times in the, in the real world or in this world, um, pity is where someone has more authority than you and they look down on you. With God, that's not how it works. It's, it's a compassionate understanding. And so today, you're going to hear a lot of stories about me and my father. And what I want to do through these stories is that through these stories, you would learn more about the heavenly father, through my perspective, through the son's perspective of these different stories. And so this first story, um, I just came out of high school. And usually when you come out of high school, you have kind of this crazy stage. Uh, You want to do things that you never want to do. You get into drugs. You get into smoking weed, um, sex, whatever it might be. You get into things that you wouldn't have done before because usually you're in the mindset of life is short and I'm going to do as much as I can. And so I was in this stage of my life after high school, and my brother and my cousins had went to a party, and it wasn't a good party. And so uh, we were all underage, and uh, we were drinking and smoking weed. We are doing all these different kind of things, and um, I have this friend, and maybe more of your young, the young people in the room, if you guys are on Instagram, you sometimes have this one friend that um, likes to take pictures of everything and so like you're chilling with your homies and you're trying to eat some steak and he's the one that stops you in the middle of eating the steak to take a picture. That was the kind of friend this guy was. And so... Naturally, we had to take a picture of this party because it was fun or because we thought it was fun. And so we all, pic- we all posed for this picture, and my brother had a big margarita mix in his hand, and my cousin had a big margarita mix, and other people were drinking in, in the picture And so, my specific friend that was really into taking pictures and and posting them, he had two Instagram accounts, and one was for things like this, and the other one was for more like family. And so, on this main account, he followed my aunt, (laughs) and he followed uh, parents, and so what he did is he posted that picture on that account on accident, and now... Uh, My aunt knew that I was out with my cousins drinking at this party. And now it became, instead of having fun, a race of time. Because now me and my brother were so paranoid that my my dad was basically going to kill us that um, we had a race to him. And so I was at the bottom of the mountain in San Bernardino, and it's an hour away from where my parents live. And my brother and I literally drove up the mountain as fast as we could. I think the fastest I've ever driven up a mountain because we wanted to tell my parents before my aunt and uncle did. And so we were driving, we were afraid. And the reason why we were afraid was not only because, you know, my dad's a dad, he's going to be angry, but because my dad was in addiction and he told us constantly, you don't want to get into drugs because it's not going to do anything good for you. It'll, it'll give you joy for a moment, but it'll be taken away right after. We knew that, but we still did it. And so now we drove up and my my dad and my mom were looking at some pictures on a camera, and they, they looked happy, and we were about to ruin their day, <laughs> and so they looked happy. They were looking at these pictures, and um, my brother and I were like, okay, like, do we just wait until my aunt and my uncle call them, or do we tell them ourselves? Like, what do we do in this situation? And so, we did the good We did the good thing, and we told them ourselves because we felt like we'd get in less trouble, maybe. I don't know. And so we told them, and um, first thing we said was we went to a party. We didn't say we drank. We said we went to a party. And they didn't really care because they probably figured we're at a family party of one of our friends. Um, and then we're like, okay, yeah, they're not getting it. <laughs> and so we're like, all right. We were drinking at this party, and my dad gave me the look, you know, the dad look of like, oh. And uh, my dad, when he was angry, it was this kind of look that terrified you to your soul. You know what I mean? Like, your dad could be the nicest dad, and he could be smiling all the time. But when he's angry, and he gives you that look, you know to be quiet. And so my dad looked at us, and when I thought he was going to react in anger... He reacted in compassionate understanding. And this was different because usually if a father was ever told that their sons were drinking, they're going to react in anger. And so my dad turned around and he said, I want you to understand that doing drugs is going to feel nice for the moment, but it's going to be taken away from you in a moment. And it might feel feel good, but it's not going to fill that gap in you the world is going to present things to you that feels good. But I want you to know it's never, ever going to actually last. And my dad said this, and I was surprised because I was figuring that he was going to just yell at me and, and, you know, get really mad at my, my brother and I. And the next thing he said, he said, I want you to understand that if you ever do drugs under my household, you'll be kicked out. But he didn't do in anger. He did it in a soft voice, a compassionate, understanding voice. And so a moment where I could have remembered this, this memory in a memory of, of negative, of, of anger, of yelling, it turned into a moment of compassionate understanding. And so that moment where it could have been bad was now good for me because I, was, I learned something. Many times... The, you've done actions in your life where the Lord has been merciful to you. You didn't deserve it, but the Lord gave it to you anyways. And we, de- we deserve this punishment. We deserve to be yelled at, but the Lord still is merciful. He still says, you know what, son or daughter, I understand you made a mistake. I understand you have sin, but I have mercy for you. I have mercy for your soul. Point number two is the father is compassionate. The definition of compassion in Hebrew is sympathies. If you guys could say that, sympathies. Sympathies. So it's sympathetic sympathetic understanding. Sympathetic understanding. Sorry, that word. (laughs) Sympathetic understanding. And so compassion is love with outstanding understanding. It's the ability to come to the same level of the receiver of compassion and to connect emotionally and spiritually. And this is exactly what our Heavenly Father does with us. He comes to our level and he comes to understanding emotionally and spiritually. And so one of the biggest signs for me growing up when I felt compassion for my father, was not when he was giving me gifts, was not when he was taking me to the swamp meet, which is a flea market, or to the dollar tree, making me feel like a $1 dollar was 100 dollars, like that. That wasn't when I felt most compassion. My dad, when he would do something bad, when he would like yell at us and know that he was in the wrong, we would be in our room, you know, mad, and my dad would come up and he would say, "Son, I want you to forgive me." And that's not something you hear from a father often. You don't hear a father asking their son or daughter to forgive them. And so this meant a lot to me because it meant that he was compassionately understanding. He was sympathetic. He was understanding what he had done. And because of that, he came to apologize. I remember also growing up where my dad was in the... Basement in the garage of our of our house, and he was bawling like loud, just yelling. And I thought I thought he was in a fight or something. That's what it sounded like. And so I would go down, and I was younger. And so I I went I would go down, and I saw my dad on his knees, like just bawling his eyes out. I was like, "But like, are you good? Like, are you okay?" And he just looked at me, and he 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 told me. He said, "I want you to know." That I wasn't crying because I was sad. I was crying because I was praying for you. And I was praying for the future. And I was praying for my ministry. And I was praying for your mother and for your brother. That's why I was bawling. That's why I was crying. And you see, he was showing compassion towards me. He was showing s- sympathetic understanding towards me when I didn't even see it myself. He didn't come to me and tell me in the morning, uh, son, I was praying for you earlier this day. No, he never did. The, the, it was dark outside, the birds weren't chirping, and he was praying for me and for my family and for the ministry before anyone had woken up. You see, th- that's compassion because compassion doesn't demand attention. Sometimes you'll do things and, and you won't get noticed, but that's compassion. Compassion. You see, the Lord has compassion for you. And sometimes you haven't noticed. Sometimes you're going to think of moments and you're going to think that they're negative, that it turned out bad, but maybe you learned a lesson. Maybe you, you had compassion on you when you didn't see it clearly. Compassion is something that is unique to the Lord, that, that is sweet when it comes to the Lord. Point number three is the father is slow to anger. And in Hebrew, there's not really a definition for this, so I just said patient. So slow to anger is being patient. Being slow to anger means to allow patience the space to thrive and have the higher authority within a conversation or situation. Being slow to anger allows patience to thrive. When I was growing up, well, not too many years ago, I was learning how to drive. I was learning how to drive. And uh, driving was terrifying for me. I I need you to understand how terrifying it was for me. Like, I grew up in L.A. We're talking, it's not, like, Billing's... 30 miles per hour on the streets like it's like 50 miles per hour 60 miles per hour and then when you're driving on the freeway there's always a chance you could get stuck between two big rigs and you're in the middle and you're kind of terrified because you don't know if they see you if you don't know what a big rig is it's like those big big trucks the storage ones and you could get caught in between and so there's so many things that was just terrifying for me when I was driving And so I was learning to drive, and it was my day of my driving test. And uh, I was on the way to my old high school. I had graduated, but my brother had forgotten some papers, and so we had to take it to him before the test. And I'm sitting in the line uh, waiting to take a left turn, and there's a car behind me and a car in front of me. And it it was really funny because my dad was helping me um, have a distance between us so that if you get hit, you know, it doesn't hurt the person in front of you as much. And so my dad literally said, perfect. Boom! A car hits me right behind me. And I get hit, and I get sandwiched between these two cars on my way to my driving test. And I wasn't even in my own car. This was my brother's car. And so you could imagine when I told him, hey, brother, like, I crashed your car. Good luck getting to high school. <laughs> like, you know, not very happy. And so that wasn't it. I was in the parking lot, and I was going in reverse. My dad was next to me. And for some reason, my mind didn't like understand. And so I kind of pressed both of the panels at the same time. And so I was in reverse, but it decided to accelerate and hit a brand new truck in the parking lot. And that was my second crash. And this was in a place where my parents had to try hard to like do ministry in there. And I had just hit one of the teacher's cars. And so that was bad. And another time um, I was in the gas station parking lot and I had reversed and hit one of those hydrants. And it's bright yellow. I don't know how they missed it, but I missed it. And so if my dad wanted to get mad at me, uh, he had the opportunity. I got in a crash three times before I even got my license. I literally got my license after trying three times on the driving test. On top of that, I would drive to college, and it was an hour away. And so because I didn't have my license, guess who had to drive me to school? My dad. My dad had to drive me an hour away to school, and on top of that, we had to beat L.A. traffic, and so we had to leave at 5 in the morning. And my dad had to do that every single day until I got my driver's license. So you can imagine how impatient he could have been. He could have been like, son, please get it now. But he didn't. And he, he even every morning, he would make me a coffee. He would let me sleep. And then he would wake me up when I got to school, and he'd be like, all right, son, have a good day. He would pray for me, and then I was off and, into college. You see, the reason why my dad was slow to anger was because he allowed the space to not be filled with anger or impatience. He, he, he allowed the space to be filled with a moment of learning. And so because my dad was patient with me, I was able to learn how to drive well. If you ask my wife, I'm a better driver. I, way better, way better. I haven't gotten a crash here once yet. <laughs> um, and being slow to anger is really hard. Like, there's a lot of pressures in this world that are going to try to make you angry. Whether it be politics, whether it be your... Brother said something to you that was mean, or your parents didn't give you the money you wanted, or whatever it might be. Or you didn't get your enchiladas on your birthday. I don't know. It might have been anything. But the Lord is slow to anger with us. And that's hard to understand, but I need you to understand. You made millions of mistakes in your life, and you're still alive today, the Lord has the ability to take a life at any moment if you wanted to, but you're still here. He's slow to anger, guys. He's slow to anger that even when we make mistakes, he doesn't get mad. He's patient because he's willing to be patient enough that you would be able to learn something. If that's not the sign of a father, then I don't know what is. And the thing is, the Lord is a perfect Father. So that means that this patience doesn't run out. Compassion doesn't run out. Mercy doesn't run out. Why? Because He is a perfect God. He's a perfect Father. And so maybe your earthly fathers weren't perfect. Maybe you didn't even have a father. But I need you to understand, from the beginning of time, you had a father that loved you, that had compassion for you, that was patient for you that in your moments of distress was willing to listen to you, you've had a father from the very beginning. And sometimes that's hard to realize because many times in our life, there's big moments in our life where we make mistakes or we feel like God's not there. But I'm here to tell you, the Lord was there. The Lord was there. And many times when we feel as though the Lord is angry with us, he's, he's not angry, he's just being patient. And many times you feel like the Lord is being quiet. He's not being quiet. He's being patient. Why? He's, he's refining you. He, he's, he's trying to make you learn something. I mean, if, if the Lord just kind of handed you everything, um, I don't know if you would have very good characteristics in, in reality because the only characteristics you'll be getting is from the world. But when the Lord allows you to be patient, to, to go through the struggle, you'll learn a lesson. And that's the sign of a father. You ever hear a father where they're like, hey, son, I'm not going to help you, uh, I don't know, climb the tree. Because you need to learn yourself. And then the son climbs up the tree, falls down, breaks his arm. He learned, right? He learned something. Uh, Many times the Lord is going to allow us to go through trials, not because he wants you to feel pain, but because he wants you to learn something in the midst of it. Point number four is the father is filled with unfailing love. The definition of unfailing love is sacrificial compassion that does not lack, does not fail, and that cannot be taken away. So my father, now that you've heard a couple of my crazy stories with my dad, um, my father didn't have a dad. And so he grew up from the point he was... I think three years old, uh, till his 40s, where he didn't meet his dad. He didn't know his dad. He was abandoned by his dad. And so my grandma had to work two jobs just to provide for her kids and my dad. And if my dad wanted to hate anyone, it would be this man, right? Like this man abandoned them. Like he should hate this person, and one day on Facebook, out of all places, a little boy messages my dad and says, hey, um, I think I'm your brother. And he's like 13, mind you. And he messages in and says, I think you're my brother. And they talked to each other and they found out they were brothers. And the brother introduced my dad to his dad that he hadn't known since he was three years old. And so... I remember coming up to this point, my, dad, my dad's brother lived in Mexico City. He, he came to the U.S. just so that he could talk to their father that they hadn't remembered about, that, that they felt abandoned from. And so they're at this table. They're about to call my dad's dad. And again, if he wanted to hate this person, if he wanted to yell at someone, it would be this person. And my dad looked at me and my brother, and he said, what should I say? Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I, I don't know this man. He doesn't deserve me calling him. He doesn't deserve love. But yet, I, I don't know what to say. And I don't know if it was the Lord or just I got wisdom. I don't know. But I told my dad, you need to say, I forgive you. I forgive you. That's it. Just say, I forgive you, and start it out with that. My dad calls his dad, the phone rings, Um, his father is bawling because he feels so bad about abandoning them. And my dad says, the very first words, I forgive you, I forgive you. You see, that's unfailing love. I mean, if there was anyone that my dad could hate, it would be this man, but instead, he showed compassion to him. He said, I forgive you when he didn't deserve it. You see, the Lord has unfailing love for you because many times you made mistakes, but he still loves you. And I need you to understand that when the Lord sent Jesus to sacrifice himself for you, that was the ultimate sign of his unfailing love. Why? Because you weren't deserving of it. I was not deserving of it. But in that moment, when he was on that cross, he wasn't thinking about his heavenly father. He was thinking about every single one of us individually. He was thinking of every single one of us individually by name. And he's saying, I'm sacrificing myself, not for my own self, but for my people. That is the ultimate sign of unfailing love. And that unfailing love isn't only for me, it's for you, for all of you. And that unfailing love was not given access to you the moment you accepted Jesus. No, this unfailing love was there from the point you were born to now. You see, we easily have access to this love, but we don't easily access the love. As e- <laughs> Wait, how do I say it? We don't easily access the love of God. But the Lord's love is always accessible. There we go. (laughs) It's always accessible. You might feel as though your Heavenly Father is angry at you. Your Heavenly Father doesn't love you. That your Heavenly Father gave you a bad life on purpose. You might feel all these things. But they're wrong. The Lord is a perfect Father. And the father that didn't give you love on the earth, the father's love fills those gaps. And the father that abandoned you maybe, the father didn't abandon you. And the father that yelled at you and made you do things that that you didn't think you would do because you were being rebellious, the father is not like that. The Father has been loving you from the very beginning of time. He has had mercy for you. He has had compassion. He's been slow to anger with you. And he has had unfailing love for you. It's almost as if he's, he's sitting down and he's, he's saying, Son or daughter, come to me. Talk to me. Don't think I'm far away. I, I've been here from the very beginning, but you have to come to me. You have access to me. I don't want you to think that your mistakes are too big for me because they're not. That's what I died for, son or daughter. You see, where your father has failed, your heavenly father has not. The Lord is perfect in all his ways. And in the same way, he's a perfect father in all his ways. You are not fatherless. You have a father. And if you feel like you don't have a father, the father is accessible to you right now, waiting to listen. Let's pray. I thank you.